Good morning, Sakina, and happy Friday to everyone who's on uh, who's dialed in. <laughs> no, thank you so much, and to you. And of course, Narina, the big story: the IMF yesterday downgrading the growth forecast to South Africa to just zero point one percent for 2016. That's nothing. It is nothing. It is nothing. And, and, and you know, it's, it feels like we're getting it from all sides. If it's not poor unemployment numbers, it's lack of business and consumer confidence. And um, it, it really is just getting us from all angles at this stage. And I think the South African consumer is, is feeling somewhat weather-beaten um, and punch-drunk by now. Um, not a surprise that they've downgraded us to this extent. I think there's a, n- a number of, of analysts out there that are, and economists that are saying it is very likely that we will have a technical recession this year, which is two quarters, consecutive quarters of, of negative growth, but also that uh, it's, it's more and more likely that we will actually end 2016 as a, as a, as a year um, on a negative note. You know, we often find that these sort of forecasts get um, downgraded or pulled down as, as time progresses. Um, the, the South African Central Bank sort of forecast still sits at 0.9% for the year. But you know what, when we're starting to sort of um, differ on, on points of of 8%, then you realize that actually just forget the numbers. We know how dire the situation is in the country. And, and I guess the, the best uh, sort of news for us that we can find in terms of this is that we, uh, the IMF at the same time also urged the, the Reserve Bank not to increase interest rates. And I think that is a very likely outcome of the economic position in which we find ourselves in South Africa. So <clears throat> on the good news front, I guess for, for South Africans, the, the petrol price increase that we saw just this week week um, might also be one of the last ones um, where we see the oil price now back down, well down below $50 a barrel and the rand relatively strong. So, you know, these things um, tend to, to, to be a double-edged sword. There's, there's negativity in it, but there's also a positive outcome that can, that can come from it. And uh, I guess the biggest concern for us at this stage is that it remains one of the big focus points of the credit ratings agencies, this lack of growth that we've got, and, and really looking at where the policy response will come from to try and get us out of this lack of growth that we have in South Africa. Speaking of, uh, because in addition to the concerns about economic growth, the international credit ratings agencies, they cited parastatals and state-owned enterprises as a cause for concern. Have we made any progress on that front? So yes, um, you know, happy to report that we have made um, progress in terms of that. You, you'll remember that there are these three work streams between government and private sector really focusing on the three key areas that the international ratings agencies have raised as concerns and one of them focuses specifically on, on state-owned enterprises and parastatals. And I think really the concern there from the ratings agency side is the extent to which uh, the South African government is the guarantor or the sort of the final, um, uh, um, literally the lender of last resort for some of the the big debts that the likes of Eskom and, and other parastatals, SAA and so on, for example, has. So yesterday we learned that um, that Eskom has secured a 1.4 billion dollar, that's about 20 billion rand, in loan facilities from the African Development Bank. And and what's really good about that is really that it it, it means it's an it's 20 billion rand less 
than, that the South African government actually has to, to stand for. So um, these are exactly the sort of moves and initiatives that have been required, and we still have a long way to go to, I think, get to the level where the, the ratings agencies will feel more comfortable, but I'm happy to, to, to see that we are moving in the right direction and starting to do the right things in terms of addressing um, the, the, the capital guarantees that we've got in place for these state-owned enterprises. So we can end the week on a positive note then? Absolutely, absolutely. So what is for me the most positive thing that's come out of this entire week? And that is that we are increasingly finding that women are in power. We now know that in the UK, um, we will, the next Prime Minister in the UK will be a woman, um, most likely be Theresa May. Um, yesterday, in the first round of elections, she came out well ahead of her, of her competitor, um, uh, Andrea Leadson. And, and, and yes, uh, she will join, be joined probably, um, maybe I should say hopefully, by Hillary Clinton in the US later in the year. We already have Janet Yellen at the head of the US Federal Reserve. We've got Angela Merkel in Germany. We've got Christine Lagarde at the IMF. And, and let's not forget that uh, the former head of the African Union, because Azana Lamini Zuma, might very well be our next president. And of course, if we need any proof why women in power is really what we need to try and, and uh, sort of contain the testosterone driven world of finance and business decision, we need more compassion and inclusion. Who better to look at than our very own advocate, Tuli Madunsela? So for mm-hmm. me, that is the best news of this entire. Week.